It's our favorite time of the week as Raider great and radio analyst Lincoln Kennedy joins us on Unnecessary Roughness. And Lincoln Kennedy joins us now on the phone lines. As always, he joins us on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4 p.m. And Lincoln, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. The Raiders are riding a two-game winning streak as they head to Allegiant Stadium. And Lincoln, let's start with Allegiant Stadium. How important is it that the Raiders start establishing some home dominance? They're 9-12 and overall so far at Allegiant Stadium. Well, you know, look at this. You, you know Allegiant is beautiful. But over the last year, since COVID has been released, you know, uh, since COVID has gone away, you know, it's been more of a, a, a tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. Teams for, you know, people from other teams representing other teams have come there. And it hasn't really been a distinct home field advantage. And that's something that, that's not necessarily new to, it, it was new to this organization because in Oakland, it was a definite home field advantage. So in order to make that happen, you got to win some football games. This is what it comes down to. So you got to definitely reestablish. And like when, you know, when Mark Davis opened it up, he said he wanted to make sure that this was a death star to any other team that was visiting and coming to play here. Hasn't been that way since, but, you know, it, it's up to the team that they got to turn things around. It starts one game at a time. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I realize early in the stadium's existence, there's going to be a ton of, you know, other fans just because they want to see it, plus they want to make a trip to Vegas. But what kind of mentality does it have to, you know, for to be on the field and in that locker room to establish the, hey, this is our home field and we're not losing on it today? Well, you know, you, you've heard, I think, Max Crosby's talked about it, you know, seeing the other jerseys and seeing how you know, sometimes when it's on offense, the Raiders are on offense, you hear a little bit of crowd noise. But one of the things that was definite about this building the stadium, and, and they got, you know, the same architects that put together the Viking Stadium. When the Raiders played in that new Viking Stadium a couple of years ago, I mean, it was so loud, I could barely do the broadcast from the sideline. I mean, it was that crazy. So um, it, it, that's what you want your home field to be like, and that's what Raider Nation is going to bring. Well, you know, right now it's still one of the most expensive tickets out there, and rightfully so. It, this is an attraction. I'm here for the Pac-12 championship that's going to be played there tomorrow night. Everybody wants to see this stadium, but it's Raiders all around. It just has to go through that where the Raiders are beating up on people when they come home. Lincoln Kennedy is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And I say roughness, you mentioned the Pac-12 championship. I saw that that game is sold out. How pumped up are you for that one on Friday night? Oh, I'm really excited. You know, the only down part is I find myself having to cheer for USC. Um, <laughs> and I've never, I've never wanted to do that. But, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, if USC wins, it's more likely than the dogs will go to the Rose Bowl. And I would be able to make that game because we play Kansas City on the first and the Rose Bowls will be on the second. So, um, but if uh, Utah is the only one that had the USC its loss, it's going to have its it's going to have its uh, its work cut out for them. And rightfully so. I mean, you talk about these two teams coming together. One's fighting for a playoff, uh, not only a playoff berth. The other one wants, would like to go to the Rose Bowl. If, uh, Utah wins, they go to the Rose Bowl. Right, and I know we're here to talk Raiders, but uh, I'm fascinated by college football as well. I love college football. Uh, it's going to be the the playoffs is going to be expanded to 12 teams in 2024. What are your thoughts on that? Long overdue. Should have happened a long time ago. Um, and, you know, everyone should. It's almost to me, it's like uh, the NCAA, where your conference champion should have a seat at the table, just opportunity. They get their ass beat, and so be it. But at least they get the opportunity. Well, only now, and it's a four teams. And over the past. These, a lot of these four teams have manipulated the schedule in college football, making it really top-heavy. I mean, there's really no no reason why you look at some of these SEC teams who either schedule a bye or a cupcake before they play one of their rivals. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think everybody needs a seat at the table. Uh, everyone's champion should be represented at the table. So I'm glad they're expanding it. 
Lincoln Kennedy is our guest here at Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. DeMond's got one for you. All right, to bring it back to the Raiders, but I know the college football conversation is <laughs> fun. When it comes to this Raiders team and this Chargers, we're going off of that first game of the season. How much do you think, or from your time in the league, does a team change from that first from that first go-around playing against each other? Well, a lot of things have changed because there's been injuries on both sides of the ball for both teams, and it's affected their play. And inconsistencies have also affected their play. I mean, the way the Chargers played the Raiders the first time, you would never told me the second time around they'd be ranked last in yards per carry defense, the Chargers. You know what I mean? So, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and you talk about not having your full, you know, your full guy, uh, your full uh, array of players um, due to injuries or whatever. It is what it is. Teams have to make adjustments throughout the season. This is a different Raiders team than the Chargers saw game one. This is a different Chargers team than the Raiders saw in game one. Lincoln, you mentioned that the Chargers are not very good at stopping the run. They're giving up 150-plus yards a game. Does is that got to be the, the game plan for the Silver and Black, regardless if it's Jacobs, Zamir White, whoever the case may be, run, 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 and run some more until they stop you? Well, here's the thing. You, you better believe that because you don't have uh, Darren Waller playing that you're going to have then Derwin James' nose up in the mix. He's going to be in the box. And so it's going to be up to one of the receivers, be it Mike Hollins or, or, or Devontae Adams, Go and dig them out because that's who the, who's uh, who's going to be responsible for them. Now, even if they bracket like they did Devontae the first game, um, you know the Raiders still don't have long teeth at the wide receiver position. They only activated four wide receivers the last couple games, and so it's going to be hard for it's not going to be hard for the Chargers to double Devontae, but and that'll take one extra person out of the box. But Derwin James is going to be that extra safety in the box when it comes to stopping the run. Again, we're talking with Lincoln Kennedy here on Raider Nation Radio 920. How about Nate Hobbs? He's practiced today. Uh, they had a walkthrough on Wednesday, but he practiced today. Uh, do you think that him coming back will be a, a, a big help to the defense, and how effective do you think he could be after missing as much time as he did? Well, that also depends on who they put on the other side of the, uh, of the ball from him, you know, whether it's Mike Williams if he's playing um, or, or, you know, or their other, you know, Keenan Allen, they're playing. I mean, you want to shut down your star receivers, and those guys got big size. Right now, you know, our guys struggle in man-on-man a lot of times. There's been a little bit of a shuffle at the defensive back position due to injury. So I don't know how effective he can be. I don't know if they're going to slow him in, but I damn sure know they need him. So definitely need him out there. When it comes to the Raiders and the defense, the linebackers, they're going to have their hands filled with Austin Eckler. He's got 80 receptions already as a running back, and we know from that Saints game they had trouble with Alvin Kamara. So what do you think that the Raiders' defense can improve on on stopping him out of the backfield with receptions? Jayon Brown has got gotten progressively better um, at, at helping cover running backs out of the backfield. He's a better cover man than Denzel Perriman. But even if you use your your dime or your penny formation, you either put a, uh, try to have even Trevor Murray marry on him um, or or one of the other uh, defensive backs to, to be able to cover him out of the backfield. It's a tough task because he's really good at not only running between the tackles but also getting outside in the screen game. What is your biggest concern for this game when it comes to the Raiders, Lincoln? Uh, trying to win three in a row. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, no, no, look, look, the various ways to go on and do it. You know, they, you know they, 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 they lost a turnover battle last week to the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. We still found a way to win the game in overtime. You know, and the week before, it looked like they made adjustments, you know, against Denver in the second half to really take a little bit of bite out of that, that, that offense that had had success moving the ball against them earlier in the game. So this time around, it's, it's a lesson learned where, the Chargers really shut down a lot of the Raiders' offense in week one and really took the bite to them. 
Mm-hmm. Now, you know they're coming in here for revenge because we right. put them out the playoffs last year. We did it in the stadium. So they're coming here, and they're also coming here to try to keep their place in the division. The Raiders, however, you know, no matter how you draw the X's and O's and stuff like that, talk about the matchups, you still want the Raiders to play well because you want the Raiders – we all want the Raiders to win. Right. And, and, and try to split this division. And then we'll see what happens with Kansas City. But, you know, I came into this season thinking that the Raiders are going to split with the other two teams in this division – and they were going to win some of the games that they lost already. And was going to put them in a position for a showdown with Kansas City. I wouldn't say they're ready to take over the, the, the division yet, but I said they can at least challenge for it. The Raiders are starting to climb back into that mix and that conversation. And the AFC is so garbled up, there's still mathematical chance that they can get in. But they have to win. So that's what my biggest concern is winning three in a row. You know, and, the, and to go along with that is, and I take it game by game, you know, and I know you do as well as the team has to take it game by game, but I, I've been saying that the goal for the Raiders should be to catch the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers are right there in front of them. They're, they're not like they're way ahead of them like the Chiefs are. The Chargers are barely a game ahead of them, right? I mean, they've got six wins, the Raiders got four. Things can get a lot tighter if the Silver and Black win on Sunday. You're absolutely right. And that's the goal. You want to make things hard on, on your, especially your divisional foe. You know, they took care of business the last three years against Denver. Now they got to find a way to get back in and even the things out with the Chargers. When it comes to the offensive line play, we've seen that it's been improving as the weeks have gone on. But going back to week one, Khalil Mack had his best game of the season so far against the Raiders. What do you think that they need to do differently when it comes to the protection against Khalil Mack? Go right at him because you don't have to worry about Bosa. You go right at him. You attack him. I like it, but do you think that wherever <laughs> no, but wherever he's lined up at, do you have that faith in let's say Jermaine Illuminor to get the job done, or or should it be maybe some doubling with um, Parham on his side as well? Well, you'll 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 definitely chip, but here's the thing, you, you know, whether you're going to chip or double team, Khalil moves from side to side. So if they get if the Chargers get wind of how you're trying to shift your focus, your strength of your your um, pass uh, uh, protection over to him, they'll switch from other sides and move around. The thing is that the tackles have done a fairly good job. You know, for what it's worth, the Luminor has done a fairly good job. He's gotten better as the season's gone. You know what you have on the other side. So, you know, you're hoping that the guys just stand up. And more importantly, if you're balanced, and most importantly, getting the ball out of Derek Carr's hands, you won't have to worry about Khalil Mack. He'll be frustrated. You know, Lincoln, I'm glad DeMond brought up the offensive line because I've been saying all week that the, the five that played on, on Sunday against Seattle, they played 100% of the snaps. I think that was a big deal. They've been having a rotation all season long. Do you feel comfortable with this five moving forward at the offensive line? Well, because you don't have enough at the tight end position, I do, because Thayer Munford will come in and spell or help out with the power formation. He's an extra tight end, well, an extra offensive liner. Um, but, you know, you're, you're really limited as far as weapons, what you can do. So, yeah, you have to keep some consistency going. And for the most part, they have been playing well. Yeah, no, they, they have. I've been pretty impressed from what I've seen. Well, Lincoln, it's great to catch up with you as always, my man. I look forward to Sunday checking you out at Allegiant Stadium. Let me ask you this, since you're already in town, ta- or you'll be in town for the Pac-12 championship game, uh, are you going to hang out all weekend? Are we having dinner at Lincoln's at some point? And Avery Crabshack? Yes. Uh, look, I'll be here. I'll be here. All- I'm here now. I'm, oh, okay. I'm here now. I've got the commissioner's dinner tonight. We've got other stuff that we're doing with the Pac-12. I'll be at the game tomorrow, and I'll be here all weekend, yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to hit you up, man. We're going to have to have a, a – we're going to treat you. Up. Don't be hitting me up because we're going to try to get stuff for free. Don't be hitting no, me up. No, no, no. I was going to say – no, DeMond will. I was going to say I was going to – we'll treat you to dinner at your place if you have time. Oh. We'll, we'll catch up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lincoln's like, I'm trying to get sure he ain't trying to get out the bill. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. I ain't mad at you, Lincoln. Right, hey, I appreciate you, brother. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see right, you man. soon. <laughs> Catch up soon. Later. All right, there he goes. Lincoln Kennedy DeMond said, I will. <laughs> That's exactly, yeah, a free meal on Lincoln. No, see, while, while I was thinking this, honestly, I wasn't, I wasn't even trying to go there. Uh, we, have, we have friends coming in town tomorrow. Doug and Barbara are flying in from Texas, so they're going to be here uh, tomorrow evening, and they're also going to the game on Sunday. And so I was trying to figure out, I got to do ESPN National tonight, but I don't have to do ESPN National tomorrow night. So I was thinking maybe after the game or maybe on Saturday night, Maybe we can go have dinner at the Angry Angry Crab, and you know we'll take care of Lincoln and just sit down and have a nice conversation at his place. But uh, he knows Demond's coming along. Demond's like, no, I want to, I want to get that free meal. I need that free meal. I mean, well, if you're taking care of it, I mean, I get as long as it's free for well, me. Well, you got you got the big money, man. I mean, didn't you did you and Kayla go to the Angry Crab? Didn't you take Kayla out to the Angry Crab? Hey, you remember a half bake with Dave Chappelle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, you know, and he just kept calculating as the date was going on. It's just like, hey man, angry clap cleaning me out. Where you just, man, but it was good though. I will give him that. I love, I love the fact that you said as the date was going along. Four fourteen is the time. That's Demond. He's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Many thanks to Lincoln Kennedy. This is Red Nation Radio nine twenty. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Week thirteen of the NFL season gets underway this evening. Got the Bills and the Patriots. You can find Clay Baker at Chickies and Pete's inside of Sahara, Las Vegas. He'll be there till 8 p.m. this evening at least. Great food, great drinks, great TVs. You can check out all the action. It's the spot to be. Chickies and Pete's. Clay Baker will be there. Red Nation Radio 920. Have plenty of prizes to give out. So make sure you go check him out. We'll start to hear from Clay right around 5 o'clock. This is Unnecessary Roughness. This is Red Nation Radio 920. I'm your boy Q, and he is Damon Cotton. Damon is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. We just talked to Lincoln Kennedy. I, I'm trying to paint the scene here. We just talked to Lincoln Kennedy, and we talked about his restaurant. And I brought up the fact that Damon has been to Lincoln's restaurant, and when he went, he went with Kayla. And I didn't say he went on a date with Kayla. I didn't say his girl, Kayla, even though we all know what time it is. I just said you went there with Kayla. And Damon, on his own, brought up the fact that the date was going along and it got a little pricey and this, that, and the other. So I just brought up the fact that you said date on your own. I didn't bring it up. But I wasn't the only one that caught it when you said that. And matter of fact, I wasn't the only one that caught some of the stuff that you said as we took a break. Our good friend Quick hit us up and said, at Demon, ah, ah, what's that, a date? So that was quick on Twitter. And then Raider92 said, you peep Demon, try to sneak in that shh on, on the air. He didn't finish it because you didn't finish it, but we caught that too. So Demon, I'd like you to come to the stand. <laughs> the judge and jury are hearing you out now. First of all, shh, very good. At least you were able to censor yourself. And two, this date. What is this date we speak of with Kayla? Okay, first of all, Q, this is where everybody, I'm going to flip it on your head right now, is going to be an open and shut case right off the bat. I doubt it. Because you can go on dates with friends. There we go. Boom. It's over right there. (laughs) 
nice little friend date. That's all that it was. I mean, I said it to keep the story along moving because, hey, you're going out to dinner with somebody, just call it a date. I mean, you don't, yeah, because it just, it would have bogged down the story for me to try to, you just know, to come say, up with something else. Yeah. Just to say I was out to dinner. Yeah, but I was, but I was still like using the comparison with Dave Chappelle from Half Baked. I have never in the history of histories okay. of anything ever gone out with anybody and said it was a date unless it was a date. Well, Q, I'm sorry, man. Uh, you gotta man, do a little Google search, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> friends go on dates all the time. Yeah, friends. I know friends are always friends until they ain't friends. Yeah, but I mean, just because you go out, you go out to dinner and you say, "Hey, I'll pay." And that, you know, it's technically, it's not a romantic date, no. But, yeah, I'm going out. I'm taking a friend out to dinner for their birthday. And it's like, hey, I'll pay. But during you say you'll pay, but then you get to looking at that menu and you get an appetizer. <laughs> and it's just like, hey, man, dang. You know, we all try to do that for a friend. You know, you try to make people feel good about themselves. It's your birthday. I got you. Okay. All right. We'll let you off the hook. But I wasn't the only one who caught it. I was the only one who caught it. I wasn't even going to bring it up. All I said was, I like how you called it a date, and then we took a break. But then we got hit up about it. So once we started getting hit up about it, I had to address it. Well, the private eyes out there, you know, y'all can give it a rest, okay? (laughs) We ain't never going to let that go. Ain't never going to let that go. One day, DeMond's going to get married, and they're going to be like, uh, does anybody have any objections? And I'm going to stand up and be like, I'm not objecting, but I do want to know what Kayla thinks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're like, man. <laughs> you know, we were supposed to hang out this week, and I forgot to text her back. So, you know what? Sorry, right, where you, you're never going to make – I mean, look, she ain't never going to be more than just a friend if you, if you keep forgetting to hit her back. Yeah, you know what? It is what it is. <laughs> like I said this when it was me, you, Lincoln, and Vinny talking about it. Have you guys ever considered once that I'm the prize here, guys? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, we have not. <laughs> At all. At all. No, I definitely think that, uh, you know, if, if, if you were to you know, somehow seal the deal with uh, Kayla at some point, it would definitely be a win for you, not a win for her. I'm offended. That's okay. okay. That's I mean, that's okay. That's fine. That's fine. It's okay to outkick your coverage. A lot of guys do it. I'm going to put up a poll, who want me on Twitter, you know, yes or no, and see what the response is going to be. Cause They're going to say, nobody. <laughs> Again, it's okay to outkick your coverage, right? I mean, not in the football game. You don't want to outkick your coverage because then you know what's going to happen. But in life, sometimes it's okay to outkick your coverage every once in a while, right? We're trying, to, we're trying to make you an all-around special teams unit, man. We're trying to hook you up. All right, man. I, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Mailman Raider hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword r We all knew what it was from the jump. DeMond wants Kayla. First text. Look, I'm just reading. I'm not stirring up no mess. I'm just reading. Sir Whiskey Ray. Q, DeMond is lying. He totally wants me 24-7. I know this because he tells me how much he loves me. Sincerely, Kayla, a.k.a. Sir Whiskey Ray. I love it. I love it. We haven't talked about Kayla in months, and all of a sudden, you bring her up, and no, the conversation. you did because I, you brought up how I went to Lincoln's restaurant. But I didn't say that who was with, did I? Yeah, you did. Oh, okay. Yeah, you brought her up. Uh, I could have well, stayed quiet. I could have. <laughs> but, you know, I just couldn't. I had to tell everybody how expensive that dinner was. It was expensive. It was very expensive. <laughs> but it was it was very good. 
I mean, it's very good. I, I love going there. I, I'll tell you that right now. That's a great place to go. Um, also, so, yeah. I had never had a seafood boil before, I, I honestly. Well, I've had it, like, you know, at someone's house, but I'd never gone out. So that was, I think, the shock for me. It's like, oh, yeah, I've been at, like, an aunt's house, and it's like, oh, you got the little crab legs, a little lobster, Man. you know, with the potatoes. How much could it be? Oh. Right. You know what's so funny is, and this is no BS, but you know how, how little little Sarah is, right? Little Sarah will go and and when I talk for anyone who doesn't know, Little Sarah's my daughter, uh, and and she, she she's always out. So anytime you see us, you'll see you know, she'll be, she'll be at the game on Sunday. But she's very little. She's not a, a large person, right? <laughs> she's just not. But when we go there, she will get one of those seafood boils, and she'll get like the biggest one there. And of course, it's the most expensive one. But she will. Like I was like, who raised you? Where, where did you get these tendencies from? She's like, well, I want some crab and I want some lobster. I mean, she's like all the way in. It's incredible. I mean, well, you got the expensive taste for the uh, Cadillacs, and uh, the that's a vehicle. <laughs> that's a vehicle. That's what I'm driving. It's what you're eating. It's what you're put fueling the body. Q. I know, but what you fuel? But yeah, it, you can't hold on to it forever. <laughs> I'll try to keep it clean here, brother. <laughs> but I'll tell you, she sure has no problem getting the most expensive thing. And this is and this is why the wife says I'm bougie and I'm not, but she says I am. I would like to get that seafood boil. I just don't want to get dirty. <laughs> I don't want to get dirty. And you know when you deep dive into the seafood boil, you're gonna get dirty. Right? I don't want to I don't want to be the guy that has to clean the not clean the yeah, clean the crab out. I don't want to work for it. I want it just to be there. Right? I just want I just want it there. So if you're going to give me some lobster or some crab, do all the work for me. Pull that that's why I prefer lobster cuz it's easier <laughs> to pull the meat out of the tail than it is to go and get all the meat out of the crab and crack the legs and all. Like it's it's cool to do, but I don't really want to do it. They give you gloves, man. I know, but you still okay. So working with gloves on is not working. I'm just saying, like you, you said you didn't want to get dirty. I'm giving well, you the options: gloves, a bib. You take. I care mean, of you, you need everything, man. There's a reason why the placement or the, the the mat that's on the table comes up and they throw it away after you're done. I mean, it, it's more than your hands and your shirt and all that other stuff. Like if you go in there, you're gonna make a mess on yourself if you get certain things. So I always get like shrimp and grits. Oh, that's my favorite. Uh, shrimp and grits is fantastic. And then I get catfish too. The catfish, the uh, the fried catfish, oh, is cubes. unbelievable. Speaking of catfish, I went to a fish place in Illinois over the weekend when I was back home visiting for Thanksgiving. So I go to the fish place. I'm getting some catfish and some wings, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. a guy behind me, he orders the Italian beef, and I'm going to take it back because when we went up the place up the street for lunch about a year ago, he got the Italian beef <laughs> and he said he wanted the ajou. He said, yeah, he wants the juice yeah. to dip his sandwich in it. Right. So I'm just telling you, man. Back in Illinois, it's a staple. That's all I had to say. That's fine. That's fine. And 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 what what Taman is talking about, which made me laugh. We went to this spot up, up the street from the radio station, and what did I get? I got that. I got that sandwich, but I was like, I don't want that that juice. Yeah, it's the Italian beef, and yeah, everybody knows that you get the Italian beef and you dip it in the juice. You know, you can the ajou. Sorry, wanna... fancy guy. I don't. I don't talk like that either. Ajou. Hey man, you just got to sound like right. Pepe Le Pew, man. You sound like that old cartoon skunk. You want to hear my French? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. But for a skunk, he was he was a player, man. Pepe Le Pew back in the day was a player, man. Even though he was a skunk, he might have stank a little bit, but he was a player. He had some he had some player tendencies. Yeah, you was watching the wrong show, man. They the cat kept trying to get him away from her. Uh, sometimes <laughs> that happens, <laughs> man. Hey, Lee. <laughs> 
She said yes, or she said no, but whatever. <laughs> she might have meant that, you know, you still have a chance. Just keep pursuing me. It's kind of like our texter that we're getting. We got a texter, ladies oh, no. and gentlemen. Let's go to break. We got, <laughs> we got a texter that has changed his name eight times with the same phone number. <laughs> no 429 is the time. Vinny Ponsignor joins us next. Straight Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. And it's time to go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Sponsored by Embajador Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. <laughs> we got some funny text on the text line. Oh, man, I do appreciate the don'tbebroke.com text line. 69187, keyword R&R. And, of course, the listener line is 702-365-9200. We'll get back to your calls and we'll get back to your texts as soon as we talk to Vinny Bonsignor, who we should be efforting in a matter of seconds. DeMond, let us know when you got him. The question that I threw out there earlier in the show today is, after two wins in a row, Walk-off wins the way the Raiders have got it with their opportunity to win three in a row against the Chargers in Allegiant Stadium this upcoming Sunday. Where's your confidence level with this new staff? You know, we had a couple texts that said three or four weeks ago it was very low. Now they're starting to see progress. Are you one of those? Are you starting to see progress as well? Or are you still kind of skeptical and like, yeah, but I want to see a little bit more? And if that's how you are, that's okay. That's fine. I mean, it's, it's especially as Raider Nation, we all know very well, right, what it's been like to get – Get high, high, high. Got to start getting feeling good about yourself all of a sudden just to be let down. So totally understand, you know, wherever you're coming from, but just kind of been gauging the, the thoughts and, and, and where you are, your confidence level when it comes to Raider Nation. Again, you can hit us up at 69187, keyword R&R, com text line, and the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Don't call us right now because joining us on the phone lines is Vinny Bonsignor. You can catch him every single morning on the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Of course, all his work on the, the Review Journal, uh, Vegas Nation, do a fantastic job covering the silver and black and all sports here in Las Vegas. And Vinny, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, my man. And let me start with you when it comes to the organization you get to talk to a lot of folks you kind of know what the plan is or you see what the plan is you've been around for a very long time where's your confidence level that this this uh, front office this staff this coaching staff is is trending in the right direction with the Raiders yeah I think uh, on the field it's definitely uh, trending in the right direction um, you know if they can kind of bottle up what they've done these last two weeks at the end of games, if, if, if these games come, you know, the remaining games or however many of them come down to uh, close situations uh, at the end of games and they're able to handle their business the way they have, um, I think that they are headed in the right direction. I think, and, and you know, beyond that, Q, uh, just talking to guys and getting their feel for um, where they think it's headed, their belief in the system, their confidence in the system the buy-in level, uh, the no-quit level. We never saw any of that. Yeah. Uh, they kept fighting in spite of, you know, some people wanting to throw everybody under the bus and fire everybody and all that and all that stuff. The guys in the locker room um, stuck with it or, or stayed with it and, and believed in, in what Josh McDaniels was doing. And that's a really good sign because it could have been easy for everybody to kind of start hanging their heads and quitting, but they've done the complete opposite of that. From the other perspective, uh, you know, Dave Ziegler and, and, and his group, um, you know, they've been able to find guys, uh, you know, a, a Jerry Tillery, guys that are able to come in and, and help a little bit, and that's that's always a good sign that they're doing their homework on that end. I think their real work is going to start this offseason, you know, whether you're talking about the draft or back into free agency, having their group now intact and having, you know, uh, studied this draft class to this point 
through their own lens. Think about it. At this yeah. point last year, Q, the scouts and everybody in that building were looking at the 2022 draft under the previous staff's lens and viewpoint. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until Dave got here in, in January that they had to switch course right there. That's hard to do. Well, they've had a whole year now uh, looking at things the way Josh wants them to look at it, Dave wants them uh, to look at it, and we'll, we'll find out you know, whether or not they're going to put the pieces together from that perspective. But um, hearing them talk and, and understand, looking at their track record, I think the Raiders are, are definitely are uh, in a good place and headed in the right direction. I'm glad you mentioned the scouts and looking through everything through the old staffs, you know, their lenses, and now looking, you know, having their own scouts in place and knowing what Dave Ziegler, Champ Kelly, and Josh McDaniels are looking for. Vinny, that is so important when you're trying to put together a team. You've got to have guys looking for your guys. So, I mean, whatever Dave Ziegler says a Raider is supposed to look like, that's what those scouts that are on the road at all the bowl games, including this Friday at uh, Allegiant Stadium, that's what they're, they're out looking for is Raiders in Dave Ziegler's mind. Yeah, absolutely, and um, they've had now a full, year, almost a full year. Um, you know, starting when they when they got here to really start grinding down this draft class and also potential free agents. You know, for for, for next year, and, and here's where you could tell that they are, um, you know, uh, in a, in a mindset to get better from the roster's perspective. Uh, I think they've had now 38 different different practice squad players. I think they've worked out, um, I think the third most, or it's probably now the second most players, you wow. know, on Tuesdays when guys come through here and work it out. They're always looking to improve the roster. They're, they're always looking to find guys to fit what they're trying to do. It's a never-ending quest, and that's just on the pro personnel side of things. Um, you know, imagine what's going on uh, at the college level and what they're looking at and, and who they're, I've talked to some people about some of the players that they kind of already have their eye on. It's an interesting uh, list of list of people, and I think Raider fans would would be pleased if they ever showed up here in the silver and black. So that's all happening uh, right now, and you know they've got nine draft picks going into um, you know next April, including their own first and second, uh, and third. All their premium picks are their possession, so they're going to be able to maneuver potentially having some extra picks. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all, all unfolds, and of course, you know, free agency trade, all of those tools are going to be available uh, to them. Uh, it's just a matter now of, of, of executing. But I think they're on the same page, and that's uh, a major, major, major leg up on the process compared to uh, this time last year and into January. Vinny just dropped a massive tease on Raider Nation. I like how he did that. Very professional. <laughs> Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. DeMond's got one for you. Yeah, turning our attention to this game here on Sunday, you were at practice today. What did you see from Nate Hobbs, and how is that cast looking on his hand? Yeah, um, I mean, it's noticeable. Uh, but, you know, here's the, the, the question that I have. I was going to ask him about that today. I'll ask him about it on, on Friday. But I'm not quite sure what he's wearing right now is what he's going to wear uh, in the game. Um, so we'll have to find out. But, you know, one way or another, he'll get it done. He might not be able to catch any balls or, or grab anybody by the jersey with his left hand. Uh, but he might be able to catch some balls uh, with, with whatever he's going to have on that hand. And I don't doubt for a second He's going to be fine physically and uh, stamina-wise, and uh, he's as tough as they come. He might not be able to use the hand in tackling, but he'll get his shoulder in there and his body in there uh, to do that. Hey, you know, here's the thing, man. This is a Pro Bowl caliber cornerback. He's one of the better cornerbacks in the NFL, even at his young age. Uh, the Raiders' defense outside of Max Crosby, you know, they've had some difficulty trying to find players um, you know, that could make an impact, not just play their positions, but be a playmaker. And I think getting a playmaker back uh, alongside a Max Crosby and a Denzel Perryman uh, and a Deron Harmon 
is only going to help. And I can see already, um, you know, the, the uh, potential plan for Hobbs. You know, not just saying, "Hey, go lock down." You know, uh, whoever you know, uh, you're asking him to lock down. I think he's a chess piece that the Raiders defense can use, not just as a lockdown type of a corner, but also a blitzer, a run stopper, a playmaker. Um, and I'm, I'm anxious to see how they uh, decide to utilize him moving forward. We saw against the Seahawks that Amik Robertson only had four snaps. So with Nate Hobbs coming back, who do you think would maybe get see their playing time decrease with Nate Hobbs getting those reps? Yeah, I mean, if Sam Webb uh, probably loses uh, a little bit of time, Amik Robertson probably. It also frees up, you know, from a starting position perspective. It also frees up Rock Yassin to go do what he does, which is a complimentary quarterback. And if you look at the year that Rock has had, it isn't bad at all. He's been playing pretty good football. Um, he's been asked a lot these last six games or so, or however many games, Dane Smith, to be the number one guy. He might not necessarily be that, but he definitely held it down while Nate was was gone. The Raiders won three games uh, without Nate Hobbs. So now that he gets to move back to his more comfortable position with sort of a lockdown, you know, premier guy, and Nate Hobbs over on the other side, uh, that bodes well also for, for uh, Bakiasin. Well, I'm glad that DeMond brought up Amik Robertson. And, again, he only had four defensive snaps. What What do you think caused him to only have four defensive snaps last week? Uh, well, I think other guys, you know, are, are, are showing the coaching staff what they want to see. Guys like Sam Webb, guys like uh, Tyler Hall, um, some of the younger cornerbacks uh, that, that have been coming in and, and you know, uh, and, and earning their right to get on the field a little bit more. Yeah. Amik was in there. I want to say that he was in there um, either in overtime or, or at the end of regulation. Uh, he was he was on the field. So they had, you know, they did use him. But, yeah, his playing time has decreased as some other guys have, have emerged. Talking right now with Vinny Bonsignor. You can catch Vinny on the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang. And, of course, the RJ, the Las Vegas Review-Journal, does fantastic work uh, for both. And the five offensive linemen that we saw start the game in Seattle, uh, they played 100% of the snaps. There was no rotation, Vinny. Do you think that moving forward, this is the offensive line, the five, that the Raiders are comfortable with? Yeah, and it's, it's, it's pretty much been the five now for a little while. The only interruption was, was Colton Miller when he went down. Mm-hmm. Had to switch Jermaine over to uh, over to the left side, and it's and it's been working. Is it a great offensive line? No, um, you know nobody's going to sit here uh, and say that it is. But I think you know as the years gone on, a guy like Dylan Parham uh, has been playing pretty solid football. You know Andre James, I think you kind of have an idea of what you're going to get. You know from him, Jermaine Illuminar, Believe it or not, I want to say if you look at PFF and if that's what you believe, uh, he's the 15th ranked tackle in the NFL right now. He's doing a pretty darn good job. Uh, and all credit to him for making himself uh, into a uh, into a football player or starting caliber football player for the Raiders. I mean, he was probably their third choice coming into uh, training camp on on that position. But you know, he's he's locked it down and done a pretty good job. Not great, but pretty good. You know, and Alex Barnes, I think, is just kind of a grinder guy. I'm sure they're probably going to look to uh, to improve somewhere along the offensive line next year. But for right now. This is the five that they're rolling with, and, and they've done a pretty good job of protecting Derek Carr. They've done absolutely a good job of, of helping out uh, Josh Jacobs in the run game. Obviously, it helps to have a Jakob Johnson back there at fullback, and Foster Moreau has been doing you know his job as a blocker. That's the other thing. You know, In a couple of weeks, maybe by the Rams game, I don't know, that might be a little bit too ambitious. But after that, that Patriots game, you, know, you hope that Darren Waller is going to come back, which would mean Foster now going back to what he does. And focusing on what, what, what it is that he does best, blocking, catching a few balls. But, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see what that looks like when Waller gets back and, and Foster can, uh, you know, do what, what he normally does. And now Durepro as well. 
We had Lincoln on at the top of the hour, and he mentioned about how he knows that the Chargers are going to be wanting to get some revenge from the Raiders knocking them out of the playoffs last year. You've been in the locker room where I practiced this week. Are the Raiders players, do they have that in their mind that the Chargers are going to be a little bit more amped up for this game, or is it just another game for this team? I think it's just another game, and I've been noticing this, Demond, for a little while now. Um, almost every time to whoever we're talking, and, and uh, Q was there with us when we were talking to uh, Denzel uh, about the Seahawks, and he's like, hey, man, no disrespect to anybody, but it's not about them. It's about us. Yep. That's who they're focused on. And, and yes, obviously, you got to do your film studies. you got to understand what the tendencies are, what the strengths and weaknesses are, and all that good stuff. But I think the Raiders truly believe that, Winning football games comes down to them and, and, and taking care of their, their business. And, you know, as you can probably tell by some of the sound uh, that we've been getting from the locker room, I'm doing a story on that 86-yard touchdown run being sort of a poster example of if you just do your job, great things could, ha- could happen. Uh, because everyone did do their job on that, on that play, starting with the quarterback getting it into the right play and everybody doing their job from a blocking perspective uh, to spring Josh Jacobs. It was a perfect example of what they're talking about, and it always does to them come down to if we do our job, good things are going to ha- happen, and that's no disrespect to who they're playing, but that's what they believe, and that's, to me, the right way to look at things. Vinny, just got a couple more questions for you. As far as Josh Jacobs goes, you mentioned him. Uh, we know he's dealing with the calf injury. He's been limited so far in practice this week. Uh, I'm probably expecting that he's going to go. Like I'd be shocked if he doesn't play. But do you think that there may be a little bit of a increase in Zamir White's role to try to keep Josh as healthy as possible and as fresh as possible on Sunday? I think a lot of it's going to depend, you know, definitely on how uh, Josh feels. But I would think, and I, I walked out of the locker room today with Zamir, uh, had, a, had a nice little a chat with him, um, he's ready to go. And I think the Raiders have always believed in Zamir White. You know, some mm-hmm. people get a little twisted, like maybe the Raiders are down on Zamir White. Maybe that's why he's not getting any playing time. Now no. it's because 28 yeah. has just said, you know what, uh, I love you, young guy, but this job is mine, and I feel great, and I'm going to stay on the field. That said, um, I do think, to your point, it probably behooves the Raiders to really be careful with Josh Jacobs uh, in this game, um, and, and maybe it is a chance or an opportunity for Zamir White to get more uh, carries. Because you have to also look at it this way. There's another game coming up on Thursday, and they're yeah. going to need Josh in that game as well. Uh, and then you get a nice little break. So maybe if you manage it correctly here on Sunday on uh, Thursday with Josh Jacobs, you're going to get a really good Josh Jacobs down the stretch. You know, you mentioned Thursday's game against the Rams, and, and um, Josh McDaniels was asked about Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, and you kind of alluded to it earlier. It almost sounded like when he responded to you know them being activated after this Charger game that that Thursday game is just too quick of a turnaround to get them out there. Is that what you took away? Yeah, I mean, um, and as Josh McDaniels said, and I, I tend to agree with him, it would be kind of unfair to them um, you know, to just to rush him out there. And we know that you know, that's going to be a really quick week. I don't even know if they're going to be able to get any full practices in. It might be mm-hmm. just walkthroughs next week. So after not practicing for more than a month, how fair is it to just throw those two guys out there uh, in a game on Thursday night? And here's the other thing, if we're being honest, you look at the at the Rams right now, um, I'm not going to say any team is just beatable and you definitely got to go out there and play the game. But that's a wounded, nearly broken Rams team. Uh, I would imagine that in the back of the Raiders' mind, they're thinking um, – he could probably beat this team, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, just with, with, with the what they have right now. And then and then really, if they can, um, and that starts on Sunday, too, beat the Chargers. If they can and if they can get to 6-7, and seven, 
you know, and then all of a sudden you're starting to talk about getting a really healthy team for the last four games it would be. Um, not a bad place to be in. No, it's not. And final question for you, uh, just when Wendy hit us up on the uh, com text line and said, Q, ask Vinny, is he coming to the Rockstar Saturday? The Rockstar is on on Saturday. It feels like we have been, haven't been out there forever. Crazy schedule for the Raiders recently. So, um, yes, for sure, starting at 5 o'clock. Uh, come join us at the Rockstar, and uh, we have a lot to talk about, no question about it. And you know what? It's a big game on Sunday, Q. Um, yeah. You know, uh, one things can happen. Either the Raiders could really start maybe thinking about some special things or not. And it, it's all predicated on them starting a good, a, a strong week off by beating the Chargers and then seeing what they could do with the Rams. No doubt. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I don't have to do ESPN National Saturday night. And we got some friends in from Texas this weekend. So I think we'll make an appearance at the Rockstar as well, Vinny. So we'll definitely join you, uh, hang out for a little while there. So appreciate everything you do, man. What uh, what what uh, what you got coming out that we should be on the lookout for? Well, well we definitely Saturday at Rockstar, but I had a question for Demond because I was thinking about him today. Uh-oh. If I have one second here, yep. All right, so we got into a big a big discussion today in the locker room with some players, uh, and it's right up your alley, Demond. Cookout or Waffle House? Waffle House. Not a question. Oh, okay. That was that was the uh, general consensus from some, some of the players. They feel like, uh, although as, as as a couple of guys said to us, the cookout having the drive through uh, late at night after having a little bit of fun is always key. So that 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 puts them uh, the cookout uh, there. Uh, it, you know, as that's a that's a nice little twist for the uh, cookout. But yeah, the Waffle House uh, won kind of unanimously. The Waffle House is ratchet, though. What? I don't care. <laughs> Hey, even even Jakob said the cookout could have some fights too. Oh, okay. Like, you know, they're, they're, there comes a time where, okay, here we go. Here comes the time. <laughs> I'm good, man. That's why, I, that's why I take my, my tail home, man, because I ain't trying to get into no mess with nobody, man. I am, I'm good, man. I'm good. That's funny. And that's what, that is why John Simpson, or yeah, John Simpson said the drive-thru is so key because you could low key it, come in, go get, the, get, get what you need and get on out of there. Yeah, there you go. John Simpson knows what's up. He knows exactly what's up, man. I'm telling you, you can't be in there. I'll be like, uh, I'll be like Red on Friday. What you come down here messing with these fine boys for, man? Get your ass in the car. Let's go. <laughs> hey, hey, Vinny, great stuff as always, man. We definitely appreciate you, man. We'll tune in tomorrow morning and we'll check you out at the Rockstar on Saturday. All right, see you guys there. Take care. All right, brother. There he goes, Vinny Bonsignor. <laughs> from the RJ, also the morning tailgate on Raider Nation Radio 920. Speaking of the, the, the tailgate, Clay Baker is at Sahara Las Vegas. We'll be checking in with him in a few minutes. Uh, he's there for Thursday night football. As it is, week 13 is going to get underway this evening. In just a little while, you'll have the Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. We'll take a quick break, come back, close out the show. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 4.52 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Just got a couple minutes left in today's show. Been having a lot of fun on today's show, and that's what it's supposed to be about. Joe Reedy from the AP joined us at 3.30. Lincoln Kennedy at 4. We just heard from Vinny Bonsignor uh, talking all things silver and black and also talked a little uh, late night fast food action right now we'll go out to the phone lines as we close things out at 702-365-9200 jared in vegas what's on your mind brother welcome to the show hey what's going on Q? and the answer is definitely not the waffle house i got that right 
You know what? <laughs> um, I think my confidence level is, I've been thinking about this. I'm all in between a three and a half and four. I'm going to say four. You know what? I come from, I'm a little bit old school, and we don't grade on a curve. You know where excuses don't fly is at work, and they are at work. So, you know what? It was a whole lot worse later because, or earlier because we had expectations. We take everything into account. I say the season's not over. There's room for improvement. They could take that grade all the way up. So let's see it happen. Okay. Very good. Thank you so much for that. I'm okay with, like I said, uh, it's, it's the way that you look at things, right? And that's why we've had this conversation throughout the course of the show, however you look at it. And if you think that, you know, hey, it's got to be all about dubs and L's and, and, and that's fine, uh, that's very fair. I'm okay with that. So definitely appreciate uh, that call. Let's get uh, one more in real quick at 702-365-9200. Is this Raider Dave Endeavor, Devon? Yep, yep. All right, Raider Dave, welcome to the show. How you doing, Q? Good, hey, good. I wanted to let you know that of all the humility that Josh Jacobs has, I actually got the chance to see the fire in his eyes. The uh, last punt in regulation in Denver, he came off the field after first down when he didn't get the ball, then the Raiders passed it twice and then punted. He came right at my parabolic microphone and said, give me the freaking ball, and he didn't say it that nice. Right. I have, unless you're a linebacker on the field, I don't think there's any way to see what that guy saw or to see what I saw in that guy's eyes. And it's just amazing to me that a running back can get so much better at the end of a game. And i got a quick question for you. Who do you think they're going to go ahead and make moves with on the team when Waller and Renfro come back? What do you, what do you mean, like, make moves with? Like, who's... Well, they're on IR, so they filled those positions, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good question. I, I don't have any idea, honestly. I mean, because you know how important those two guys are uh, when healthy and out there, so they'll have to make some kind of moves. I don't, I don't, that's a great point. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, he's gone? All right, there you go. It's on your screen froze, so I couldn't tell. <laughs> I know what the music is. I just, all I'm doing is I'm looking at the screen, and you're frozen. You're like... You're like, I don't know, stretched across the screen. It, it don't make any sense. But there you go. I uh, got a couple quick texts that I wanted to get to as we wrap up the show. Uh, one was from, oh, no, those are from Pepe Le Pew. Never mind. I'll leave those alone. Uh, those <laughs> we, we got to earlier. <laughs> That's, we don't need to go back to Pepe Le Pew. But uh, thanks to everyone who chimed in on the show. Uh, thank you, Raider Dave in Denver and, uh, and Jared in Vegas for closing us out real strong. Again, appreciate all the guests that we had, all the texters, all the callers, 702-365-9200. Of course, the text line 69187, keyword R&R. Coming up next, not only will we hear from Clay Baker, who's over at Sahara Las Vegas, Chickies and Pete's for uh, Thursday Night Football, but Eddie Pascal, uh, upon further review, is going to be played here, right here on Raider Nation Radio 920, coming up starting at 5 o'clock. So stick around for that. Damon, great job as always. We appreciate you. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. It's the SEC Championship game as the Georgia Bulldogs take on the LSU.